Hello everybody, welcome back to Mulan Madness. I'm your host, Brian Dash. And today, or in this case, tonight, I'm going to be telling you the story of the Lost Wolf Pop. So, without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello everyone. My name is Forrest. And I'm about to tell you the story about how my life changed forever. The good and the bad. Well, it all began on a dark and stormy night when mad wolves attacked our camp. My father was the leader of that land. He was known as King, and my mother was known as the Queen. <clears throat> there was a band of evil wolves, Scar, the Terrible, Soundwave, the Tormentor, Captain, the Lord of Pain, and Freda, the Princess of Tyranny. They were known as the Pack of Terror. One of them grabbed me. I soon learned the one that grabbed me Soundwave. He was blind, but he had some sort of weird thing, a weird ability. Bats can echolocate. I remember my mother telling me, and I guess Soundwave had the same ability. He seemed to know where I was, and where the pack was, and able to dodge and weave. He grabbed me, and we off. My mother jumped on him and bit him on the rock of his neck. Let go of my son, she yelled. Soundwave. Yield with anger and hatred, bit her on the scruff of her neck, and threw her against the rocks. As he ran off, my mother cried, My baby! And my father, the king, was mad. Quickly, he said, after them. I don't care. Kill them if you have to. I keep whatever you do. Bring back my son. We'll do so, when the guards yelled. You had the king, after them, and they ran. They were slowly but surely starting to catch up. Soundwave knew that he was going to be killed if they caught him. So without a moment hesitation or remorse, he threw me into the bushes, and with a maniacal laugh, he disappeared into the night. The guards didn't see where he threw me. They still thought it was in his mouth. And I was left there in the cold, dark night. Hungry, scared, and very hungry. But I dare not. Yep, I dare not bark. For I was petrified with fear. The next day, a male wolf, known as George, and a she-wolf, known as Alpha, were walking through the forest. George said, Oh my gosh, it feels like we've been walking for hours. Can we just take a short break? Alpha replied with, George, you heard the call back there. Something big must have happened. If we're not careful, we'll be stuck in here with who knows what. 
for now, the best place for us is beyond the king's territory. I don't understand why being stuck in here is such a bad thing, George asked. You know, the king is a nice fellow. We just tell him we're on our way, and that's be the end of it. George, I can tell you to argue. Fine. Just saying. And they continue to walk. One step, two step. This time, I'll put a stop dead in tracks. Hey, what the heck? I thought you wanted to keep going. George said a little annoyed. Alvida said, Shh, quiet. As she covered his mouth quickly with her tail. I heard something. Be careful, Elle. That was George's little pet name. Alvida didn't like it, but she ignored George. It sounds like it's coming from over here. Alvida, be careful. Alvida stuck her head into the bush where I was hiding. And she said, Oh, well, hello. Where did you come from? Oh, but, what is it? Oh, relax, George. Alvida replied, It's just a pup. What? Did you just leave it? I think you hear the guards coming. George! She said, We're not just going to leave it. We have to find its family. And what if it doesn't have one? Oh, um, then, uh, we'll just take care of it. What? Oh, come on, George. Look at him. He's so scared and lonely. You can't just leave him. George looked at me. Well, it is now or never. If he said no and up to agree, I'll be left alone and possibly freeze the next night. So I played the good puppy act. I made my eyes grow as big as possible, stuck my tongue out just slightly, and looked at him as the sun beat down on me, making it seem like a little spotlight was on me through the bush. George looked at me and said, I can't believe I'm doing this. Fine. He can come, but you have to carry him. Works for me, Albert said. And she picked me up in her mouth. Of course, whatever. Alright guys, come on. There's still a long one we need to go. Walk for another hour and then we'll stop. And make camp. Alvita smiled and agreed. And we began on the way. Shortly after, we made it back to the campsite. Or wherever that was. And Alvita laid me down and said, Hey, little guy. Now, what are we going to name No? George said. What do you mean, No? We're not naming him. But, if you name him, then you're going to be attached, and we're not keeping him. We're just doing this until we find his family. <clears throat> I thought you were the one that said, Oh, what does it have a family? Alfred said in a mocking voice. Well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Honestly, right now, all we need to do is find a way to make sure that we don't get in big trouble. What if he's from the king's land? I doubt a pup from the king's land will make it this far on his own, she said. If I was older, I would have said, ha ha ha, you have no idea. 
But I, but I could talk back then if I could. Now that I'm older, I'm pretty sure that would have been a bad idea. George said, whatever. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go get some food. Then I'm going to start a fire. Because I learned how to start a fire when I was traveling with the circus as a trained animal. And then I'm going to go to bed. See you guys later. And then went off to get some firewood. I looked sad. I didn't think he liked me. And back then, that's all that mattered to put my age is that I was liked. Hoping to look down at me and smile and said, Don't worry, little guy, George. It, it just takes time. He'll get used to eventually. We just have to make sure that we're extra nice to him tonight. And she winked at me. Later that night, George was striking the steel and the flint together. And he got a blaze going and started the fire. Once the fire grew big, Alfred looked at him with a seductive look and said, You are so good at starting fires, George. I can never start one as fast as you. Really? He said with a smile on his face. Then, finding out what Alfred was up to, he said, I, I mean, it's not that hard. She smiled and winked at me as I played with fireflies. I stopped for a minute and smiled. He panted, and my pant turned into a yawn. Albert accused. Oh, are you getting sleepy? It's okay. You can use me as a pillow if you like. I could use her as a pillow, I thought. Hmm. Well, I was even about to turn that out. I mean, I spent a night in the bush. I was cold and tired. I had no sense of warmth that whole night. There was no way in the name of Lucas I was going to turn that down. So, I smiled, walked over to her, curled up, and fell asleep almost immediately. George looked at me. I didn't know it then, but he was smiling. Alfred looked at him and said, Well, aren't you going to lie down? George said, What? Oh, yeah, of course, I guess I could uh, do that. And he curled up next to me in Alfred. I felt Alfred's heartbeat. And I heard her breathe in and out. <laughs> And I began to breathe in her rhythm, and I fell asleep. George lifted his head up and looked around. He stood there twice. Then he yawned and fell asleep. Night, Alberta. Night, little pup. See you in the morning. And George fell asleep. Little did we know that we were being watched from within the shadows. Next morning, George woke up before me and Alberta. He looked over and saw Alberta sleeping alone. Ah, oh, thank Lupus that was a dream. He got up and began to start to walk towards the fire when he almost stepped on me. He looked down and said, 
Oh, right. That's just great. He moved me over a little bit with his paw and began to walk towards the fire. He picked up the flint and was about to start it again. That way, me and Alpha could have a little bit more time to sleep. That's when he heard a stick crack from behind him. What the? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. He almost ran. And then he looked back and saw Alpha. Then George remembered everything his mother taught him. George, if there's anything for danger, and you're with your shield, you must always protect the shield from any danger. Doesn't matter what the danger is, you always defend the shield. Okay. Alright, I got this. Who's there? He said and growled. Show yourself. And from without the shadows, step forth, Enya. Ah! George yelled. What? Enya? What are you doing here? Help me walk up. George, what's going on with the Enya? Okay, George, what's going on? I have no idea. She showed up out of nowhere. I don't even know. Enya, what are you doing here? May? Oh. I left the park. I didn't like it then anymore. Wait, so you're telling me you left the pack because you just decided out, out of nowhere you didn't like it there anymore? The pack doesn't need me. It's not like they miss me anyway. And yet, I don't understand. Why did you... I hate that pack. I hate that dang pack and all the slime that comes with it. Okay, then. I couldn't have left at a better time. I followed you out. They'll be watching everyone like a hawk now. You two are the most productive in the entire pack. Why did you leave in a way? Well, speaking of being productive, the entire reason me and me, I mean, the entire reason me and Alberta left was so we could be very productive, in fact. We wanted to... George! I should tell him we wanted to have some pot... Shh! Albany hushed. He meant we didn't like it there either. Of course, that's what he was going to say. Of course. She knew really what he, what he was going to say. Me and Alberta wanted to have pups. We were going to be very productive and have pups, is what George was going to say. <clears throat> Open a new Enya just said that, especially when Enya looked and said, But it looks like you two have been very productive anyway. I can see the pup. Oh, the pup? Yes, it's weird though, I never saw a pup that never missed. That's just it. He's not our pup. We found him in the forest. He was in a bush, and he has no mother. Huh. Isn't that odd? Yeah, we found him, like, what, five paces back? Five miles back. Five miles? Wait a minute. What land were you in? What was the name of the valley? 
Uh, forestry? Whatever. What was the name of the land? Tioktok. That the king's pop was lost near Killer Yoktok. Wait. The king's pop? Yes, he was missing like five days ago. The queen is freaking out. If anyone has a pop, they will be killed extremely quickly. George looked at Alberta. Alberta didn't hear that part. She looked sad and went to the pop. George knew what she was thinking. Well, he's my pop now. Alberta. We found the family. Alberta glared at George. As in saying, uh huh, yeah. But guess what? I'm taking care of the pup, so therefore, he's my pup. The queen had her chance and lost it. George was shocked when he saw the look in Alberta's eyes. She was not the kind of person to keep the pup away from someone they loved. Although she did have a soft spot for pups everywhere. <clears throat> what shall we do? Uh, give the pup back, I said. Shut up, George. And yeah. Well, I'm kind of with your boyfriend. Uh, mate. You made it with him. Yeah. Uh, well, um, can I join your little group? I could help protect you in the pub. Sure. Come on, guys, let's go. <clears throat> and then began to walk away. They were starting to feed the pub. And Alpha, not having milk herself, Gave the pup a dead fish. Get up, little guy. I looked at her as in saying, Okay, yeah, I'm a pup, and my teeth are no teeth. I can't eat fish yet. George said, Come on, little guy, like this. And he ripped into a rabbit that he caught, spraying guts and blood everywhere. Albert replied when she saw what he was doing with that. George! That's gross. Not like that. Enya said, Here, try like this. And Enya began to eat delicately and polite. I was about to try some, hoping I didn't choke on it, when I saw a rabbit run right past me. And he was being chased by a wolf in white fur. She was panting. George said, it went that way, as she glared at him. Right over there, behind the- I know I want to win, you idiot! I'm tired of chasing a dang rabbit. What are you doing here? Oh, we're, uh, we're just friends on a- on a travel. Better hurry, I don't want you newbies coming around, scaring away all the rabbits. George mumbled, well, I was like I'm not catching him, so it's a problem. That was the wrong thing to say to the wrong wolf on the wrong day. As she jumped on top of George, wrapped her fingers around his neck and said, 
can repeat that. Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought. I should go off and now look, all I want is for you Wolves to get along, okay? I don't want you guys here. I'm busy. Busy, busy, busy. I don't have time to put up with your wolf drama. That's just it though. We're here looking for another pup. We are not here looking for a pup, Abba. We are not here looking for a pup, do you hear me? Not looking for another pup. Another pup? What do you two mean, another pup? Oh, don't get her started. Don't get her started. Don't get her. Well, you see, eh. George said. We found a puppy. Congratulations. Why does this concern me? Well, you seem to be a mighty good hunter. I was wondering, possibly, if you'd like to help us. Help you with what? Um, hunting pups? Whatever. If we get you out of here, I'll help. Over the smile. Rule number one. Catch animals and feed the pup milk. That's just it. We don't have milk. You have a pup and you don't have any milk? No, we do not. We're lucky my pups died recently. And she walked up, laid on her side, and began to nurse me. Her milk was thick and sweet and rich. I began to guzzle down. She lay there, didn't look happy, but in a short time frame, her face began to soften. She looked more like a mother and less like a mean, out of shape she would. Almost immediately, I won her heart, and she began to nurse me every two hours. Then, we saw another wolf catch up. And this wolf's name was Shiny. Um, hello, what's your name? George said. My name's... My name's Shiny. Pardon? My name's Shiny. Come again? <laughs> Begin to work for... Okay, then. Well, we'll see you around. I'm looking for my family. My brother and sister. And it's not safe alone. I was wondering if we could join a pack for a short time. Alpha. Well, George. <coughs> Alpha. No. We're not a real pack, but we could probably help you for the night. Thank you. I'm Charlie Moonden. With us. Five hours later, Alpadeth was looking at me and said, Hmm, it's been a while since we fed the pup. Let's take her into the, let's fish the forest and get some meat. For him. 
and George will save the pup. Uh, how about George goes and gets food, and you four watch after the pup? Huh? Huh? George said. <coughs> Elvis said, Bye, George. You don't go anywhere, okay? You just stay right there. We'll be right back. George looked at me, and I looked at him. George said, oh, What are you looking at? Then he began to walk and talk along the way, and they came to a rushing water. Albert's eyes grew wide and she began to stutter. Maybe we should find another way? Why? This is the fastest way there, said Anya. Come on, I didn't come here to be stuck here all day. I think we should go another way, said Charlie. Oh, what's the matter? Don't you pussy get her little paws away? How about I just throw you in, Gwen said. And while you're in there, you can catch us a lot of big, juicy fish. Then I said, no, no, please, don't cast one in. I, I, I'm, I'm scared, I, okay? What are you scared about? I, I can't swim. Well, this is just perfect now, isn't it? What if we just use a log? And we can walk across. Enya sniffed the log and put one paw on it. Look steady enough. Find them. Log it is. And they both stepped foot on the log. And they began to walk across the log. All four of them. When they saw a male wolf step out from the other side and say, Well, well, well. Now, what do we have here? A bunch of she wolves, it would seem. What do you want? said Anya. Well, you're walking across our log. You had to pay a price if you want to do that. But we, we don't have anything you want. <laughs> oh, I think you do. Down, boy, said a she-wolf. There's his sister. Shark Fang was the name of the male wolf. Silvercoat was the name of the she-wolf. Excuse my extremely rude and perverted brother. Um, I am not the perverted one here. You're the one that chases after every male wolf she sees. I'm also the she-wolf that will rip out your throat if you keep on talking. Point taken. So, um, yeah, um, you have to pay a small fee. Like, think maybe Bottle Cap should do the trick. But we don't have Bottle Caps. And why would you even want that human made stuff? Look behind you. She looked behind her. And behind her, there was a caravan called Cat Caravan. Well, howdy there, folks. My name is Cat. I run the caravan over here, said the cat in a black top hat. Now, this is my friendly companion, Dal. 
He ain't the smartest. He ain't the smartest apple, but he ain't a bad dog. Dog is. He knows what the customers wants, and he knows real damn well. Are you? That's me, all right. Can I shoot down cat? Huh? Can I? Can I? You can, not dog. Right now, I'm dealing with business. Now, I'll tell you what. If you will give me one of your silver nice coats, give me some of your fur, that is, I'll get you some bottle caps and you can trade with my two favorite customers. But you don't need bottle caps. What on the world are you... That's as close to blasphemy and business and trade as it gets. You see, everyone needs bottle caps. Now, I'll give you make a small little deal here, you hear? 4,500 bottle caps for one of you. See, my see, dog is a good dog, but he's just getting a little weak over the years, pulling this big massive wagon all by a lonesome. Now, if I can get one of y'all to help me with my caravan here, I'll get you as many ball caps as you want. You can trade and get whatever the heavens you want. Heck, if you have a pup, especially if you have to find a king's pup, I'll hook you up with ball caps for life. You wouldn't have to work ever again. I'll get you ball caps that you could not even desire. Besides, I'll give more bottle caps anyways. See, the king, he's near, he lives not too far from the staggering place here. He lost his little pup. And if I get his pup back, he promised me a hundred thousand bottle caps a month. So, every single time a month rolls around, I'll send Monty, my faithful protector, a little white rabbit right here. A rabbit. As a protector. Now, you listen here, man. Monty ain't just some rabbit. Oh, what does he do? Cover you to death? Look behind you, dear. What do you see? It's a grizzly bear, everyone. Hide! Now, now, don't you worry, no, Monty. That bear there ain't so nice. Make sure he gets messed up. Monty jumped over to the bear and bit him on the neck and ripped him. You see, Monty began to build himself up a bit. How? And why? Well, let's just say he's a big fan of Monty Python the Holy Grail. Anyway, anything else y'all might need? Nope, that's enough. Thank you. Well, now that we got that settled, are you ready to pay my fee and bottle caps? I'm not going to pay your fee, but we're ready for it. Till then, bug off. And Monty said, Well, alright then, well, when you need me, just let me know and I'll be right back. And Monty, and that walked away. Guys, we're not in the pack lines anymore. What do you mean? And they looked. And it turned out they were right outside 
of Misty Farm. Well, everyone, that ends part one of this story. Thank you for listening. If you liked this video, please punch the button in the face. Like a boss, as always. High fives all around. Thank you so, so much for watching. I'll see you all next time next video. Thank you for watching. And, of course, remember to look into the shadows because this world is a strange one. And if you want more videos by me, please don't worry. Because I'm a workaholic with a fiction diction. Thank you, everyone. And good night.